Brad and Port talk sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Beer Phantom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Now, somebody please tell me, where can a girl meet a nice, handsome dryad in these parts? I'm well, asking for a friend. If you go down by the woods, hanging uh-huh. left at the one tree, right there, uh-huh. he should be hanging out. He's hanging out? Yeah, he's, he's there ready to go. He's ready <laughs> uh, to talk. Okay, he was pretty. Yeah, he wasn't very nice to the girls, though. Well, they kind of deserved it. And, like, she got payback. Julia got payback. So it was okay. True, true. But before we break down the episode, just want to remind everybody to go over to purefandom.com. Check us out over there. A lot of great writers there. There's a show or movie that you love. Someone over there writing something amazing about it. And, Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And also, if you want more from us, you can check out Brad and Court Talk podcast on, you know, what's it, what's it called? Facebook? Called Is that the, what that thing's called? It's called the book face, yes. The book face. The book face. Yes. Not my face. The no, book face. not my face. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we have two different groups overall at Facebook. Uh, that's so hard to say today for some reason. Uh, Brad and Court talk. We ramble about any and everything. Uh, different movies that we happen to have seen lately, like Logan, which mm. was amazing. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, we talk about different TV shows that we have to be watching. Uh, this in particular, we have a live discussion on Wednesday nights. It's usually me and Brad and a bunch of other folks. We'll drop by, stop in, and chit-chatting. We also have a Facebook group for Van Helsing. That show should be coming back soon. We're getting more and more information. Did you see that picture that Roland posted of himself? No, I did not. He had his full makeup on. It was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Me too. So what was this episode about? So this week, episode... Oh, my God. It's episode eight already. Yeah. This week was Word is Bond. Like, I need that saying to come back. Word is Bond. Mm-hmm. It was directed by James L. Conway and written by producer Sarah Gamble. So, of course, it was an amazing episode. We finally learned more about those complications that Katie was telling Julia about at the end of last week's episode. The exorcism worked just like they wanted. Only thing, with the little demigod gone, Julia's shade is also gone. Uh-oh. And what about those other consequences? Well, being killed or having your clay got doppelganger get murked while your spirit is in there, not such a good thing. Also, we finally learn more about Neff and Alice and the toll keeping her locked down, well, most of the time, is having on cue. Right. And like we sort of kind of thought, Julia's shade, it went away. Yeah, and we thought it was her soul. And I think Katie actually did mention that it was her soul. So without your shade, basically, you looked a lot less burdened. You have some crazy-ass ambitions. And you have no concern for your own personal safety, really, or that of others. Well, that's the part that I love. Katie's like, I don't know what's going to happen now. And all of a sudden, here comes Julia. I was just waiting for her to start singing. Yeah, oh god. But yeah, that was really good to see because for the past season and a half, Julia's just gone through every single thing possible. And now that stuff is not wearing her down. No, not at all. And it was yeah. It, it's like, mostly good. Except when she's murking handsome dryads. Ex- yeah, except when she's not being good. But she's looking out for herself. That she's number one. Well, she did look out for herself, but she also looked out for her her friends. 
in quotations. Ish. Yeah. Frenemies. Frenemies. Yeah. You know, she was helping in a way. She was the ambassador. And she played her role. She did exactly what she was supposed to do, m- almost. Well, I'm pretty sure ambassadoring does not <laughs> ambassadoring does not include blowing up the people you're trying to, you know, convince to help you. It depends. I mean, Margot the Destroyer would have appreciated that, as well as Katie the Enforcer. Like the women on this show are tough. Uh, she, yeah, she's definitely tough. I mean, that part just—I was like. What's in the box, man? What's in the box, man? What's in the box? He, he should have told you. Well, he shouldn't have looked in the box. Oh. But you should investigate any strange box that you get from any alien people, especially if they're from Fillory, before you take it to your people. Like, just saying. Now, there's the question. Will they know it came from Fillory? Because supposedly the only well, people who had it <laughs> kind of blew up with it, probably. Well, remember when she went back, um, Margo was telling her, now all the trees are freaking out. They know it came from Fillory. Yeah. <sighs> but Julia was like, just blame me. You didn't do it. I did it. And I'm not from here. I'm just a child of Earth. Like, they don't like us already. So there you are. Exactly. It's all Ember's problem. It's all his fault right there. It, there you it, go. It actually is all his fault. Well, you know, with Katie trying to find out where the, not Katie, but Julia trying to find out where the, uh, the kid was. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's what got her into this. And then she lost her shade. She didn't really care about going out into the out from beyond the wards and having to deal with uh, the fox, Renard. Yeah, she was pretty badass confronting him. And he was all like, "You've changed." Do you? Does he know the baby's gone? I I, don't, I know he knows her shade is gone. I don't think he knows the baby's gone. I, this is the part I think too. Is like he didn't mention it. But I guess he knew she was pregnant also. Did he know that part? No, I think he found out from Dana when he was torturing her. So then he's not going to know that she probably doesn't have it yet either. Right. But it's still, you know, when he's, I love the fact when he's he's threatening her and she's just like, whatever, dude, because this stuff doesn't bother me anymore. Right. Like that was good. I'm going to mess you up. And of course... Q shows up to screw it all up, but well, he didn't really screw it all up. He helped. Well, because Julia wasn't actually going to screw anybody up. I mean, she wasn't going to mess anybody up. He had her up against the tree, and he could have taken her down at any moment in time. I don't know, or could she have done something else? We she's not. Know. She's not powerful enough yet. Yeah. Well, that's, like that's why she needs to find Dana's kid, which is even more interesting because you know. First, she didn't want to use the power of her child. Now she's wanting to use the power of uh, Dana's kid, which involved blood, if I remember correctly. Well, I think it was more so that she didn't want to have his child. Oh, yeah. Now, I know she didn't want to have it. So she's totally into this loop now of, I'm going to assume having to kill off Dana's kid in order to defeat Renard. Yeah, I don't think that would have been too out of the way for her in the first place. I think she Julia may- seemed very driven when it came to taking down Renard. I think she might have had a little moral flip right there at the beginning, but now she's just like, whatever, whoever's got to die, you got to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's just how it's going to go down. So, Neff and Alice. Neff and Alice, word is bond. She finally gets her deal with Hugh. Uh, They put it in writing, and there's blood involved, of course, because magic. She's upset because, of course, he says no murder, no no sex. 
And I think she breaks almost all those rules. I would. Well, we didn't see it. Well, not no, no sex, but she did kill that. What was it called? No killing humans. She did. Oh, okay. No, because the the angler beast was not a human, so that wasn't a problem. Okay. So she was doing her own stuff. Let's talk the, the angler beast. We'll just jump. We're going to jump around cool. a little bit. She knows the angler beast has lived there since the Bush administration, but it's thousands of years old. So you've seen what an angler fish looks like, right? Yeah, that that's not what I expected to pop up when she uh, went all giant Ant Man. I was kind of, I was wondering about that when they brought that up. I was like, so the angler fish. For those of you who don't know, Google it. It's an ugly looking fish. It is, and it has this little lure thing out in front of its head that lights up so it can attract smaller fish to come up to it who think it's something to eat, and then it eats them. Maybe she can change into that still. Well, the angler beast was the lure was the little girl was part of that. So there was a much bigger critter below below there. Question for you. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, Neff and Alice mentioned something about children bonds. So was that thing there making deals with kids in the sandbox? And what kind of deals can you make kids with sand- in the sandbox? Like, what do they want? I. What can they give you? I don't know. I want that car. Okay. And can I eat you afterwards? Sure. <laughs> she did say there was an awful lot of children's bones laying around in the sand. And, oh, you know, I thought he said bonds. No. Okay, that makes more okay. sense. Yeah, I was kind of lost where you got the bonds, but anyhow. Yeah, yeah. bones. So there are children <laughs> bones all over the place because she's eating oh. them. And oh, yeah, 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 because she asked for a baby for yeah, the deal. because she said, you know, she wants newborns because their meat is the sweetest, which mm-hmm. we also learned from Snowpiercer. Oh, that oh God. When eating humans, the babies are more tender. That's supposed to be a show. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyhow, her killing off the angler beast, because you know that was going to end up happening at some point in time. Oh, for sure. To. But she only killed off the lure part. Like she said, there's a much bigger creature down below that's going to come up. So it was nice to see that these creatures are wild in, you know, everyday life here. Not that I want to go find one, but that was a nice little change. Especially since we lost the uh, Hackensacken. Hacken, Hexen Pack. Hackensacken. That was really cool. Like, I spent most of the episode just trying to figure out what Niff and Alice was up to. Uh, I was along with Q. I, I liked that he he was starting to figure things out. Like, mm-hmm. just looking in the margins of the book. He's like, wait a minute. Are you trying to bring yourself back? Are you trying to bring Alice back? Are, are we going to try to do the same thing? No, Q, not really. Well, not you, at all. You know she had a she had a sidetrack going on. She was trying to do something. He fell for it too. Oh, he totally falls for everything. He's gullible. Well, that's kind of what she said. I mean, so she's trying to find the friar who escaped one of these right. bonds before. Yeah, because he was he was a nephew also. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow he got away. So she, but she doesn't want to kill Q. Well, she can't kill him yet because she's stuck in him. But I think the other part of Alice will not let her kill Q if, it, if there was a chance. Uh, we'll have to see how that works out. Because yeah, I don't know. Like the friar said, you know, after she <laughs> teleported to Dublin and then suckered <laughs> Q into this whole entire thing of summoning the friar because she couldn't do it. This elaborate scheme that she set up was just brilliant 
Because Alice is brilliant and Q falls for it oh. every single time. He should have just told Elliot and Katie. Oh. Not Elliot. He should have told everybody. Penny. Penny. Well, he can't tell Elliot right now. Elliot has his own things going on. Right. So, yeah, the friar, you know, says, I've been doing this for years, thousands of years, whatever. And he, he'll teach her if she can get away from Q, which is simple enough. All he has to do is release her, but he hasn't done it yet. So that little nosebleed thing that was going on, mm-hmm. do you think that's a real nosebleed? Or do you think that's something that Neff and Alice is causing to happen to him? I think that's for real. She's far too powerful for him to hold. Like, he's been holding her in for a while already. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, the body wasn't meant to hold that kind of magic. And unless you're a Nevin. Okay. I'll or go. unless you're badass Alice or a god. I'll go with that. I mean, it was toss up between. I was like, I wasn't sure if she was trying to do it or if no. that was a side effect. But I would seriously go with the side effect because, you know, it's a lot. Right. Because even the uh, Keiko demon couldn't control her. So he just shoved her where the first place he could. Exactly. And we know that the Keiko Demon was a was a one-shot thing to take down the beast with. So, yeah. But she is trying to bring her brother back still. Which is cool. I mean, at least she has a plan. I'm saying that that's cool. So she has more than self-interest in mind. And So, there, again, there's still our Alice buried somewhere in there. But we did not see uh, Emo Alice this episode. We we haven't seen her in a, uh, since right since the pyramid since our funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen her now. Throughout all this stuff, uh, when Q goes into the the cottage, when Penny's there, Penny's kind of getting this idea that something's going on with them. Yeah, and what he he's he's thinking Imagine Dragons because uh, that's what he was thinking last season, right? When Penny was incepting them. And, and he's like, dude, stop thinking Imagine Dragons so I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> and and Katie, with her knockout spell, if Katie can just knock somebody out every episode, I will be thrilled. Oh, Katie's amazing. Because she is the battle mage of the group. For who sure. can also just totally knock somebody out with a right hook. She's This is like the third person she's taken down now in three episodes. Yep, that's accurate. And that shows that Penny finds out that Alice is in Q. He gets out of there really quickly, too. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to see that. <laughs> so now they know. Mm-hmm. They know, and everybody else knows soon enough. I wonder if Julia would, will be able to help with that at all, or if she'll be off on her deal trying to figure out um, Alice, Alice's son, Dana's son. I think eventually, if she, if she, when she gets done with that, if when she gets done with that, she would want to help him out. Yeah, whichever comes first. It could be either or. What about this Katie Penny thing going on? That was so sweet. Well, at I, first... I, see, I loved it. I loved it. So initially, last week, they just hooked up again. And they were back together like nothing had happened. And of course, they didn't have the talk. The talk that you're, you're supposed to have any time when you're getting back with your ex. And you still have all these problems going on. And Katie's like, uh, no, I'm good. I don't need you to fix me. Like, we were just doing what we were doing. Now we're done. Mm-hmm. And Penny rightfully had reason to be upset because if we remember last season, she came to the school and she was stealing magic for the hedge hedge witches. Right, and then she was just gone. Right, like she runs away. That's her deal. And that was well. Um, Mikowski is the one who said, you know, told her to leave too. 
this is true. She tried to come back, but she still left. Right, because he said, they know what you did, and you know, you'll know you be banished and everything like that. So that's all. She stood her ground. She'd have been good. No, I think she got she got more powerful after she left, and then she got hooked on heroin, but that's a different story. I'm only happy that she left because she got to meet Julia, and they became friends. Right. They became best bitches. Exactly. And <laughs> she could work through the whole heroin thing. Magic is more addicting than, than the heroin deal. I would hope so. I'm sure. Well, now that we got to this whole point where, you know, Penny was still searching for stuff for Miklowski mm-hmm. um, at the library, which initially I thought that he was banned from the library, but that was Elliot who burnt the book and was banned. Yes. Yes. Which is more interesting because now he's the high king of Fillory, but he couldn't go there, I guess. And the librarian was kind of distasteful about Penny working with Mikowski. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't even really asked for anything other than saying, yeah, I'll fix your hands. I'm trying to save magic all over the place. And they want, you know, him to sign a contract to join the Library of the Netherlands of Master Magicians group for a million years of service. Yeah, like, what is up with that? I'm like, a million years of servitude. Wow. They'll stick you around there for a long time. I didn't, yeah. Is that the role that he was meant to play? I don't think so. I could maybe. I don't know. We haven't seen any of the other magicians from the library except for the librarian. True. And he, What about that one professor? I don't. No? She just no. knows that the Break Bill's library. Yeah, I think. I don't know. They really, I think, does the library have to be in out there in the Netherlands? I don't know. The other professor who knew the library was, she was a uh, nymph, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think she's part of that guild because she just ran around and did her own thing. I don't know. This is the part where we get into, is this a role that he was deemed to do in life with his hands? I don't know. I, I don't see that for Penny. You did talk about him being a professor. Sir, it's kind of close. Right. It could be. But I, not really. Depends on what their what his servitude is going to be with them. And, and technically, the library is considered the armory. This is true. This is very true. At least, I'm down with yeah, that. So he made a deal with them to save Katie. Right. A, a blink of nothing in a million years, but to save her. Which, well, he loves her. Oh, I know. And he said he, gave, he told her the L word, and she got all, uh. And she didn't say it back. I was like, damn it, Katie. Say it back. <laughs> Don't say thank you. Just, yeah. Change, yeah. I, this is the part I'm waiting to see, how everything pans out with this now. Well, they, they can't. Don't go back. No take backs. Oh, just fix it. Yeah, just make everything work. I just want to go. They have enough to worry about with Neff and Alice and Julia. Like, seriously, who was worse this episode? Not worse, worse, but like crazy, badass, crazy. Uh, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, she out-crazied the Neffin. So she goes to, you know, when Q takes her to Fillory mm-hmm. to save her, she decides to, t- she talks Margo into going to talk to the trees because she knows the books. Right, and that was smart. They brought up her her knowledge of the books again, which was really cool. Right, but that just failed in a bad failing magic. It didn't really fail. She she got the job done mostly. Well, the ambassador guy for the trees. 
<laughs> the one you wanted to meet. Uh-huh. Was rather upset that Elliot, the High King, didn't come and he, she just sent the women's. Yeah, but like she's the queen. Margot is the queen and Julie is her ambassador. Margo's, Deal with it, dude. I, I think Margot's really starting to have high issues. Uh, uh, really starting to have issues with the fact that every time she goes, but I'm the queen and they're all like, so? <laughs> right. Like you're not the high king. And she's trying so hard. I she mean, really is. Like, I thought that this whole royalty thing was going to be a learning experience just for Elliot. But Margot, not becoming a better person because Margot's already amazing, badass, wonderfulness. But she is becoming, like, something more than she what she usually is. She's more than that superficial witch that we met last season. Right. Her little breakdown when she was talking to Elliot is just... I. She cares about him, and she's trying her best to run Fillory, but she's not him. And it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the promises that she makes to his uh, his, his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, we're going to do this. Like, I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to do this, even if we can't bring... Because they, they thought they wouldn't be able to bring Elliot back. So, like we said previously, we were worried what, what was going to happen once his clay doppelganger died and he was inside of it. But basically, his spirit got stuck in the clay, and they had to bring the dead clay body back yes. and try to do a... Um, Magical transfusion. Yeah, they had to steal the body from the morgue. With the brownouts. Yeah, the brownouts were not helping out any bit whatsoever. And I was kind of wondering there whenever the transfer was going on and they had a brownout and it stopped. I'm like, ooh, what's that mean? It was not working. And like the lady actually said, I'm sorry. And she got kicked out. Well, because I, Elliot it, wasn't back. Well, it was just in mid transfer, uh, mid transfer, and you just kind of made you. Did he lose everything? Was he not rebooted? Or yeah, but then like, he pulls through because he was just listening. Yeah, that was so cute. He's like, "Oh, hi, King Bambi." <laughs> I love their relationship. Like that is his soulmate. I don't, they're not together. They don't need to be together. Like right. that is his best friend, and that his soulmate. That is his queen. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. I, it's good. I love them. I'm. Really looking forward to seeing more on that. And they are best bitches. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And Finn <sighs> is like on the side of there. She's, I don't think she's a foo fighter anymore. I don't think that's where she's at. Yeah, she loves her husband. I'm, I'm good with that. She's good with Fillory. She knows what they're trying to do, what they're trying to do. So I, I still don't know that they're going to be stuck there for all that time. I don't know. Like they may make her queen. Uh, and with his heir. That, that could happen, but I would think Elliot would kind of want to help be around his heir. He just seems like he's moving in that direction. Okay, but he won't be stuck there. You think he's going to be able to break the bonds and go back yes. to Earth? Yes. Okay. Like they're, they're not going to do the whole clay thing again because that's dangerous. Right. They found out this is not the way to go. Well, not a permanent solution. Looking forward to figuring out what happens with him. I mean, I'm... Every week, another thing. Another person knocked out by Katie. (laughs) Can we get more viewfinders? That was cool. Oh, the viewfinder thing. God, that was great. And even Dana thought enough to go back there and scratch their little faces out of the history. Yeah. Like, you will not find her son. I I can appreciate that. Leave him alone. I swear it's going to be somebody we know. Oh, yeah, totally. It's going to be somebody they know somewhere. Be like, it's going to be the the guy who runs the company that Q was working at. 
Like for a second there, I was like, wait a minute. Is that the Dean? Oh, I can't tell. No, because I don't know if he had magic. She said she was he was in a powerful position. Didn't say what he was doing, though. Hey, Dean of a prestigious magic school. Come on. I think that would be a little bit much for him to be a demigod spawn in, in a magic place. I think people might notice there. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just a guess. Oh, well. I don't know. You got anything else on this one? No, just a great episode. Like, what, we got four more left? Uh, yep. Five. 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 I'll go yeah. with five. Yeah. It's counting down. It's getting better. I Look at it. We started out this season where we're just like, oh, my God, this is all going to happen in beyond my wildest dreams. Oh, for sure. Like, when we are eight episodes in and I'm still as excited as I was on episode one, like, you, you're, you're doing an amazing job. Yes, you're doing the correct job. Yes, you yes, are. you are. All right, then. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for the now defunct Incorporated, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and some other shows. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Have any thoughts or comments about the episode? Let us know in the comments section below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook pages. Remember, that's Brad and Court Talk, Pure Fandom, and we're not on MySpace. We are on Facebook, the yeah. book of face. Right. We're not on AOL either, so don't go there. <laughs> Anytime anybody says AOL, I think of the dial-up sound. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, Ding! God, yes, I remember that, yeah. You can't talk on the phone now, sorry. Yes. Hang up the phone, you're ruining my connection. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Until and, next time, in the language or in the parlance of your time, F you, pay me. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.